0: Hello and welcome to Recent Activity, your new favorite entertainment review podcast that attempts to cover every film, every show, all at once. I am your co-host, Andrew Morgan. With me, as always, is a man who spent his Valentine's Day shooting webs and
1: breaking hearts, Mr. Shane Beauregard. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I shot something, but it wasn't webs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It all comes out the same way, man. We're all good good to see you sir i hope you had a good valentine's day you know uh we obviously were at the movies i would assume did you go wednesday or did you uh
1: have a different day you didn't go opening night or whatever i did not go opening night Nope, could not make it but i I did did venture in there to see it and uh yeah we'll talk about it but yeah
0: oh yeah we're gonna talk about madam webb that seems to be the only thing people have been talking about uh over the weekend unless you're like a Uber film nerd like me, where like the the Baftas happened and some other <laughs> things that as we build towards Oscar season. But this is not an Oscar level episode. We are going to cover basically the remainder of the dumpuary calendar. It seems like, uh, or it's becoming more obvious that it's dumpuary still, at least. And then uh, we'll wrap up talking about uh True Detective, Night Country that uh wrapped up last night, Sunday night. We're recording on Monday and yeah obviously if you've been following along we've been kind of speaking pretty well at least uh in the beginning and then it's kind of been going along so we'll we'll talk about how that all wrapped up and see if they ever got sunshine i hope uh hope for the best for them you know because uh otherwise i'd be a drunk mess uh if i had to live in darkness forever i don't know if i'd leave my house it's a rough patch uh there in alaska shout out to the people of ennis um but up top Let's do it, Shane. Let's rip off the Band-Aid. We are going to talk uh, about Madam Web, the latest Marvel film for Sony Pictures. And this one, you know, it kind of we kind of all saw this coming, right? It's a it's a Valentine's Day release. We're in dumpuary. But when you see Valentine's, you're, you know, it's like, all right, well, maybe it's got a little more juice, a little more meat because they put it in a sort of prime spot right before we get into March where you get some serious ones. We're going to cover Dune upcoming. There's some other really good movies that I'm looking forward to in March, but this is clearly smack dab Mm. in the, in what some people have coined the Morbius zone or the, you know, just I I, I'm actually reaching for like, is Sony good at comic book (sighs) movies? Because it's tough because you are looking at four basically just offshoots. They get a lot of credit for the Spider-Man ones. But essentially, Marvel has been helping in production or doing the production on those, so it's more in the Feige area than other things. What do you think? Like, is Sony... Like, when you were coming in, did you have no shot at liking this because it was already in the Sony zone, or how does that work for you?
1: I thought, pertaining to... Let's go talk about the Sony Sony zone for a second. To me, it's all meh at best, you know what I mean? I don't think it's as... Their lows are low, right? And they really right. haven't hit a high. Cause like you, they're the the Spider-Man universe that they do, the animated movies. Yeah, it has a Sony banner, but how much do they like you said? So like I kind of like exclude I kind of put them in the middle of Sony and Marvel, like they're just straddling yeah. both lines. So let's Well, the I
0: animated don't, I feel is like that's Lord and Miller. That's
1: a whole yeah, separate so thing that's I, animated. It's over
0: here. But like the Tom Holland thing is like a co pro. But in the
1: in the last few, especially, it's been more Marvel than Sony, it feels like. Yeah, so I don't count those two. So let's just talk about the Venom. Well, it's not, let's just mention Venom, Morbius, and I guess this would be, right? Sure. I enjoyed the Venom movies. They're not great, but because of Michelle Williams and Tom Hardy, I think they're watchable and they're entertaining. They're like 90s throwback superhero movies, you know, popcorny kind of fun. Morbius is a low note. And this one, we'll talk about it, but it kind of falls in the Morbius zone, as you said. Yeah. So I wouldn't even say they're batting 500 at this point. They need to raise their their game. Um, I'm kind of hoping, because we're getting another Sony one this year and Craven, the Hunter. Yep. And I'm hoping uh, Aaron Taylor, was it Johnson, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's my boy. Uh, I hope he at least makes that a passable sony movie. so we'll see they're they're struggling man they're just struggling because they don't have spider-man to connect everything to and it's kind of like they're dancing around the subject they danced around it in madam webb i don't know like i don't i'm beginning i really don't care about these movies anymore so i don't know why but i did have a little hope for this one i thought at least before i saw my rotten tomato score on it because i don't like to read the reviews to like send me jaded into the theater same yeah I thought on some levels it would be at least entertaining. I'm like, ah, they don't know. 16%, it's probably not that low, right? It's enter- It'll be entertaining, quick-paced, but uh But yeah, let's uh, open it up from there, I guess. I don't know. You want yeah. me to go or you want to go? Go well, ahead. Well,
0: I'll just set the set the stage here, right? Yeah, okay, well, first ahead. and foremost, just to address what you were saying, if you're the people who made Craven and Hunter, you got to be pissed. Like, you had the spot before Madam Webb. And it yeah. got pushed back. And now you're going to get pushed back where people are just like, does Sony know what the hell they're doing? And so now they're going to have to try to really dig out of a deep hole if they want to do it. The other thing, and obviously that'll uh, lead into what we're talking about today with Madam Webb. Madam Webb has nothing to do with the sinister six, right? At least like you could be like, all right, you know, Craven, the Hunter venom, these like, we can all kind of just, pile these in together at some point Madam Webb, especially because uh, this is a 90s set prequel that w- we're literally uh, not to spoil anything right up top we're probably going to spoil the crap out of this so if you're li- yeah, listening oh, yeah. right now bail uh, you know go go see it wait to see it come back whatever you got to do live your life uh, but this one uh, with a s- Rotten Tomato score of 13 you can imagine mm. it's not going to go well here so This one, because it's set early, the end of this movie is disturbingly stupid. I mean, the whole movie is stupid, but like her her outfit, (laughs) her Professor X-ism of sorts and everything else that leads into something else, and you don't really have a specific tie-in to another movie that this is sort of standalone, this was the dumbest idea from the get, and... I, I, I'll I'll paint the picture of what we were all walking into. This is, of course, uh, the latest uh, Sony Marvel movie, as I said, starring Dakota Johnson as the title character, Madam Web, a.k.a. Cassie Webb, also starring Sydney Sweeney as Julia, Isabella Merced as Anya, as Celeste O'Connor as Maddie. These are the three girls that you often see as spider women to come, but we mm-hmm. all didn't know that they were really going to be basically just bait and nonsense the whole movie um or at least i didn't uh tahar rahim as ezekiel sims who's uh the big bad in here which man i want to talk about him the most probably about all this stuff uh adam scott as ben parker yes that ben mm-hmm. parker he's the uncle of of uh peter parker who gets born in this movie mm-hmm. yeah uh who by his mom emma roberts who apparently people are like Dude, you had one job and you hired a person who looks nothing like the canonical mother of Peter Parker. So good job. Um, we also have Mike Epps, uh, Zosiah Mamet in here as well as probably the worst position maybe in the whole movie as just a woman in the computer who's strapped there. I don't know if she's cath or not, uh, where she has to just 24 hour surveillance, like person of interest, just sit around waiting for something to pop so this villain can do his work seems seems pretty terrible as a yeah. job i don't care what she's getting paid uh you know is she like chained to the desk this is a terrible situation i work from home and i felt bad for her you know what i'm saying <laughs> like, it's bad this is uh co-written and directed by sj clarkson who's basically been a tv director to this point she did do comic booky stuff before she worked on jessica jones and later into the defenders so she's not completely without doing comic book storytelling um my one of the biggest shocks that i saw after why is this also co-written by the people who did morbius after morbius was terrible this also leads into does sony know what they're doing did you saw this did you know this like i did why is matt sazama and burke sharpless on this movie and now again this movie had many rewrites there's like five different credited writers it's it's a shit show obviously but when i saw that that's part of it i was like get the fuck out of here what are we doing yeah. um the interesting part is that did you see i i haven't seen it confirmed outside of like imdb uh you know trivia section but that this movie the original script was more like a terminator feeling where like the villain was coming to kill future peter parker oh like based- okay like that they, it was like, he's going to be born. Let's snuff this out. Um, And that she ha- and Madam Web has to protect young Peter Parker. That would have been better. Probably. Maybe. It's at least yeah. straightforward. It's not, yeah. you know, let's keep flashing back to spider people in the Amazon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking terrible. And just to kind of give a, a synopsis here, plus the scores, uh the plot of this movie what they call as a switch from the typical genre. Madam Webb tells a standalone origin, origin story of one of Marvel Publishing's most enigmatic heroines. Sure. The suspense-driven thriller stars Dakota Johnson as Cassandra Webb, a paramedic in Manhattan who develops the power to see the future and realizes she, could do, she can use that insight to change it. Forced to confront revelations about her past, she forges a relationship with three young women bound for powerful destinies if they can all survive a deadly present, this uh, scores on this terrible uh, 13 rotten tomato with weirdly a 55% rotten tomato audience score. Are they on drugs? Is that like yeah. boosting somewhere? I don't know what's going on there. Um, 27 meta putrid and 3.8 IMDb. That's shocking. <laughs> That's real bad. That's real bad. Uh, with also a 1.6 letterbox, which is uh. shockingly bad. So I don't know where you want to start first. And obviously you as someone who's watched a few more of these Sony ones than I have, I don't know if you want to rank, if you want to go into how you felt, any of those things. You have the floor, sir. You can kick <sighs> this off.
1: Okay. Well, uh, quickly, one of my coworkers like, did you see Madam Webb? I said, of course. He's like, well, how is it? I said, like, well, <laughs> let's put it this way. It made Thor 2 look like the Godfather Yeah, is is what I said. Now, yeah. as far as Sony movies... This one's a little above Morbius, slightly. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, slightly, because at least on this one, I hate to say it uh, sounds sexist, but you had Sidney Sweeney, you had Dora the Explorer, you had cute, a cute cast, right? Sure. Even they they try to ugly Sidney Sweeney up a little bit, but come on, yeah. man. A like, lot of bare midriff for us, uh, just yeah. to, to throw us a bone. <laughs> it's, it's close, but this movie, <laughs> and I didn't want to hate this movie, I hate, hate movies, but Good Lord. The the writing was all over the place. You can tell it was chopped and rewritten and rewritten. The dialogue oh, God, yeah. is hokey and laughable. Like the part where the girls are like, what's, you know, what? And basically she goes, I can see the future. Just so like it blurts it out, right? Yeah, like yeah. they're all like, what? I'm like, oh God, come on the spider people the opening scene right it's like how do they how do they get her to new york again did they like who delivered her did they put her in a ups package like how do they get her from like the rainforest <laughs> yeah, who's the to family new york? left over yeah right right point. yeah how'd they get the pictures of her mom and ezekiel and like the villain well, it like, was foster system yeah yeah so who, right who's doing it, the paperwork here that's what yeah. i'm saying right it's terrible <laughs> and it's like the villain here is the possibly the worst villain ever in a comic book movie like seriously like and i feel bad
0: for tahar rahim not to cut you off but basically the whole thing was adr which you could tell that they basically just rewrote all of his dialogue and he just did it all later because they just moved him around cut away far away everything was adr I, i felt terrible for him
1: yeah and I don't blame the cast because it's like one of those things where like you have a capable and, and pretty decent cast. It's like they were given sh- literal shit to work with in this yeah. in this movie, and I feel like they did the best they possibly could in, in what they had. Yeah. So you get the you get the main villain whose whose basic premises he was poor, right? I guess that's why he did everything because he grew up rough is what the picture I got from, I uh, from this right. Yeah. I learned that spiders live 30 years in a, in a glass case. I didn't know they had that kind of longevity. <laughs> or, you or. Know? Yeah, it seems yeah, pretty spry. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This movie is just all over the place. The action wasn't great. I did know that the girls wouldn't get their powers in this movie, though. So I didn't know that going in because this was her origin story. So what I read afterward is the producer really thinks there's going to be a sequel and the three girls are going to be the featurette in the next one going forward kind of how like they at the end of the movie they kind of like in her whatever uh, professor x vision yeah saw them doing their own thing yeah yeah and the adam scott right like did you need a paycheck this bad like come on man like you're not getting the parks and rec kickbacks i mean are they drying up yeah like peter parker thing was laughable with emma roberts it's like that whole responsibility line i'm like did you really just throw that in there yeah that was
0: terrible and, and and to remix it too instead of doing it like that yeah. on they just happened to just slightly tweak it
1: yeah yeah this is just uh it just was terrible all over the place man and i don't know even i can't even get coherent thoughts because it was just so so bad it was like a the worst version of a 90s superhero movie you can get this is a throwback yeah. to the 90s but in the worst way it's like Okay, you got your shot of the driving by the blockbuster I, video. I will apologize. Whoa. I did
0: say '90s. It was. Uh, it's supposed to be 2003. Three, Hence right? The uh, uh,
1: Beyonce thing. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. But like to me, this is like a movie that should have been that we would have saw in the '90s. You know, like the quality yeah. of the superhero films. Like, oh, we got your uh, obligatory shot of the blockbuster and your Britney Spears songs and whatever else you wanted to pop right. in there. Like yeah. the soundtrack was probably better than the movie. To be honest with you, though so the toxic thing drove yeah, me crazy. Yeah, too much. That it was is too like, much.
0: Okay, so these girls seem like they walked forever to get to that diner, yeah. but she's gonna drive in less than a Britney Spears song while also being in traffic and sync it up to what was happening in the her premonition. To it's so dumb. I was just yeah. like rolling my eyes. Um, it, how how dumb that was. There's a million it, things to do, but that
1: really struck with. Yeah, me. it just was everything in this movie just reeked, man. It just, in the end, like you saw when they showed her in the wheelchair with those sunglasses on, I just wanted to laugh out loud. I'm like, are we freaking going here? Like, is this happening? Okay, let's go. It but might be the worst costuming I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and it's like you said, like, and we talked about it a little bit uh, before. It's like, okay, you have a Spider-Man problem. You can't link these to Spider-Man, right? Like you said, like, it's an origin story. But can you at least get Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in here to link it? Like we don't have to have Tom Holland's MCU Spider-Man. We could go with another Spider-Man. Like, I don't think people would fucking care yeah. if it was Tobey Maguire or Andrew. If Get a Spider-Man in here to tie this together. People is all yeah. I'm saying. Cause like you said, she's not part of the sinister six. I don't know much about her in her comic book. Cause I never read that. I just, it's far beyond me, but uh, it's, it's the worst. It's well, yeah, right there with Morbius. I mean, it's neck and neck. At least, yeah, I don't know. Morbius seemed to have a shorter run time. I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead, Andrew, because I'm just I'm out of words for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just no, out of words I don't for this mess, you, of mess of a movie.
0: Maybe we'll get one of the four women in here to do CPR on you, man. We'll get resuscitate this. Oh, uh, yeah, we had that Euphoria, great you know? pillow. <laughs> the <It's a> great
1: <laughs> foreshadowing, right? This movie yeah. also did a great job foreshadowing what was to come in this fucking movie.
0: Absolutely. Just to piggyback on your thing. Because it is a prequel, isn't it weird that we have a spider person that made the television police, all this other stuff, 20 years before, you know, 18 years before Peter Parker becomes a superhero? Call it 15, just to be kind. Nobody fucking put that together. (laughs) Nobody's like, wait a minute. And where is Madam Web 15 years from now? Because we've seen all the origin story Spider-Man movies and uh, we're in New York. So yep. what happened? She's in, yeah, she's in Queens, for God's yeah, sake. She go back to uh, Amazon <laughs> the Amazon. What's going on here? Um, we'll never know because, like you said, this movie is not getting a sequel. The interesting thing, even with I thought more people were going to go to hate watch this. It made 51 million, which I don't know if today. I mean, it's it's low. It's low for a comic book movie, at least, you know, and we kind of keep hearing that a lot lately. Right. Like, it's right. It's probably at least domestically close to like flash but like i think it's even less you know far less than that so this is like getting embarrassing low uh it's an 80 million dollars 75 80 million somewhere around there in terms of the budget so i don't i don't know it's probably going to end up being quite the bomb but yeah man i mean for anybody who goes to see it you know especially seeing the trailer and stuff like maybe we look into these things a bit more but i can imagine the feeling of these people to be like okay This is a superhero movie where they tease four superheroes and only get one. You have one of the worst villains of all time who has all ADR dialogue. You never really get a sense of who he is or what he's all about, except he is quite possibly the best date you can ever have. (laughs) Or like he he takes a woman back to his apartment, which is dimly lit with a giant spider enclosure in the middle. (laughs) She's impressed by that, or at least impressed with the views from his apartment. Cause he's so rich, not entirely sure why or how. Um, and then beds her has a premonition, scary nightmare thing that he has recurring while she's still there, wakes up from it, screaming and panting. She's awake, tells her the whole thing. Like almost like he's pissed off at her. You know, you tell a one night stand that you're going to kill three teenage girls that you keep seeing in your dreams. This guy, this yeah. guy's the best. This guy, <laughs> he's amazing. I love that so much. I was like, this guy, he's the he's amazing. You no, know, my other, uh, one of my other favorite things, um, Dakota Johnson, I feel bad for her because I've seen her in enough like indie stuff where I was like, I, I love her. And yeah. she's, you know, she's got pedigree, you know, her mom's Melanie Griffith father, Don Johnson, you know, a lot of talent in her family. I like her in a lot of things, lost daughter, uh, uh cha-cha real smooth, et cetera, et cetera. But she felt like she was on heroin. Most of this movie, like just slowing down the pace, not reacting. Well, I mean, it's a tough role granted because a, she had never done. Green screen, blue screen, whatever stuff before where she's reacting to explosions, whatever. She's also doing it multiple times in multiple different ways because it's premonition plus present. So that's going to be terrible, especially when you're doing it with the worst dialogue and worst setups ever. Uh, One of my favorite things, uh, I'm going to keep doing drips and drabs and you can feel free to throw in your own, but Jesus Christ, when Mike Epps dies. (laughs) Uh. So apparently that street where the dump truck t-bones the ambulance is a dead-end street oh my god like so the dump truck could only go 50 more feet to the river that's right there right and yet it's going down that way for no goddamn reason it's hilarious there's so many things with this thing it's just absolutely amazing she has her mom's Diary. Also, don't know how that kept yeah. with her the whole yeah, time. Whole if we're doing that, yep. Yeah, all the pictures, all the all the stuff. She goes, "Ah, spider people." When she reads her mom's journal, <laughs> I fucking laugh so hard. The dialogue is just terrible. This whole laughable. movie, I, again, yeah. it's a laughable. Oh, completely. Um, <laughs> where I was just, I got tired from just writing down shitty stuff in this movie, <laughs> where I just kind of checked out. So maybe this might be all like early on, but. Uh, like, uh, case in point, like the, the diner scene that seems to be like, it was all over the trailer. And we were just talking about with the Britney Spears toxic, how does that trucker have a newspaper with the abducted girls on it in less than a day? Like they haven't been gone that long, but he has a front page story of thing that's unsolved and that the spider guys, not the headline. I don't know if that fully came through. Uh, what came through the C B R? Why is Dakota Johnson? I don't think she's on the cover with nope. them. I think it's just the girls. Yeah, I, it's it's terrible. But a uh, part of the stuff that really bothers me is that this movie was just mostly actionless. It's basically just. Yeah, it's not, just, fun. It's not it's, fun. It's just running. It's adventures and babysitting. Mm-hmm. You know, just not funny <laughs> or not intentionally funny. Yeah, it's it's it does things to where they try to kind of wink with it a little bit. And I think it fails mostly like even the, the end credits, right? Playing Cranberry's dreams. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? I know it kind of fits the the timeline or whatever, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then her leaving the country in the middle of all this to go yeah. back to the Amazon, to talk to the spider people or try to find the spider people. So that way she can uh, fix the situation. I don't, she couldn't leave the abducted kids for what three hours yeah no remember she when Julie, no, she yeah. leaves to just go back to her apartment yep. to read the book again or whatever um the kids end up at the diner and end up almost yep. killed you know if she didn't get back in time so but she's like yeah yeah, yeah that's fine and uh, all i kept thinking was so pretty sure that they said they know like or had her description with the abducted girls and all this stuff how's she leaving the country yeah is she in an airport what year? I know this is 2003. It's post 9 11, though, homie. That shit, she is not leaving the country. I don't know. Now uh, that, there's a million, million uh, things with the travel that you're just like, this uh, is the dumbest shit ever.
1: I was surprised she was able to find the exact spot her mom was doing the research by lining up the little picture she had because the tree was exactly oh, yeah. like the tree. like yeah. She didn't the whole I had a laugh. Oh, she was like, Oh, that matches up. This is she must have been over here somewhere. yeah, yeah. Tree River.
0: Yeah. That's all <laughs> you had to go on. And you went to the fucking Amazon and you found it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see no coordinates, homie. Um uh, nope. what the hell is happening? No. Nope. No. Nope. Yeah. Also, shout out to uh I believe it was uh Isabella Merced, aka Dorothy's words, uh t shirt that said, I eat math mm-hmm. for breakfast. Yeah, Is that what that said? Yeah. I read that right? Yep. Good God. I need that shirt. I think I'm going to remake <laughs> that shirt and just wear that all the time. That seems like the right thing to do with all this. Don't you uh, think? Yes. Should we Anything. make a recent activity store and we'll just we should, sell yes. the one I eat math for breakfast t-shirt? <laughs> that, and this is a serious thought. I may, I may need to talk to you this one after because I, I have a kind of serious one. T-shirt idea of... uh furious just the words in poor things font that just says furious jumping furious jumping yeah because that's what she calls sex so yeah. i was like that's a cool like inside like winky <laughs> film person t-shirt isn't it, it is. i think it'll work all right we'll, like we'll talk about like, that we'll get yeah. that together but um yeah man this uh this movie was <sighs> terrible and it was one of those you know uh, i feel bad for people who are actually on dates and not me sitting alone like a loser <laughs> sitting there uh that i was like i tried to make the time i had to really rush i even told you i was like i don't know you man did. i don't know if i can squeeze this in and i watched so this I can... shit at like 10 o'clock at night
1: yeah, i was like nine twenty. i got your thing yeah. like i'm gonna go see it and i'm like dude nine twenty. good for you buddy like yeah, yeah. god bless you man
0: <laughs> yeah so good god terrible idea but uh yeah man it's uh it's not it's not good Um, And I don't know where they go from here, because this, as they said, they said standalone now in here, even though, like you said, the producers had uh, thoughts of future stuff. You don't get to see these three girls do anything. And I don't think they're going to tie into anything with Kraven the Hunter, nor I would think they would have the nerve to put this into a spider-man movie that is working so well for them they would so, not <laughs> and with already like tom holland going shrug i don't know when i'm gonna do this again or whatever right. so yikes if i'm sony just bail i don't know uh, i don't know if they're gonna do you know unless craven the hunter is actually sort of good i wonder right. if they're just gonna be like yeah hbo how are you doing those tax write offs over there uh, what's that batgirl code that i can use to get this before the before tax season's over? How could we do this? Yeah, so I don't they're, know. They're,
1: Yeah. Like you said, I'm not going to go deep into the woods on this, but, um, you know, they've teased us for so long, tying this into the Spider-Man universe, and they did it the best and they pulled the rug under for me. I think it was Venom 2. I think it was the end of Venom 2. Right. Where Tom Holland was at the bar and he got blipped. I mean, he, he saw, mm. yeah, he got blipped into Peter Parker's universe. And right. all of a sudden I'm like, okay, we're finally going to get it. And then I forgot what fucking shitty Marvel movie came out. They, like, explained it away. He got blipped back to his own universe. I'm like, gosh, damn it. Like, that was your chance right there. Yeah. Tom Holland and Tom Hardy, you had your chance right there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it sucks. I don't get it. Was that the one? Which one has the Hawaiian bar? Tiki bar? That was it. I I want to say
1: that was the end of the second one. Okay. Let there be carnage. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Venom 3 this year, too, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, actually, we do. Yeah, we have two more Sony movies. Yeah, I forgot out. about yeah. Venom 3. So, well, I, yeah. know, I think a lot of people did. Ah, um, oh, God,
0: man. I, I don't know. And I, I don't feel bad for it because it kind of, this all just speaks to, you know, kind of the the crumble of the comic book stuff, you know, and, and they're a casualty of it, too. But I don't know. Like, for everybody Boy. who's like, anything of the MCU is like, oh, man, well you know diminishing or, returns we're all done here we're going to do deadpool
1: and wolverine and try right. to reset nah, this is this has nowhere to go or or here's my thought i just had this for sony instead of pulling andrew garfield back use venom and his anti-harrowness as like the main plug for all these movies he could they be your fucking, he could be your spider-man
0: you know yeah. he could
1: fight the sinister six if he's the anti-hero spider-man yeah yeah you got a star in tom hardy i can use him. yeah no for sure Um, all right. I don't know. You gonna gonna slap a rating on this thing?
0: Oh God, I hadn't even thought. Uh, I mean, is this? It can't be any better than one and a half. I think. I think the 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 uh, you know Letterbox rating is pretty much right on. Like I think what I say at one point six. Yeah, I I could not in any universe give this a two. It made me shocking. Like I was like shocked at the badness from the jump. So how can I give anything
1: above a one and a half? I'm going to go on a new system of scoring for myself because <laughs> I would I would normally compare this. I'm like, well, I gave Morbius a two. I got to give this a two. No, I'm done with that. I'm going by my initial gut. What the hell did I think walking out of the theater? Yeah. This is a one. Yeah. <laughs> this is a one. Yeah. I can't.
0: That's the thing is I saw people giving it a uh, a one in spots and I can't blame them. So on a different day, if I'm being less generous, like I said, at most, it's a one to have. Right. So again, hand or cheat code if I want to split the difference. But like you know, it's it's not any better I, if we're splitting hairs that low. Like who gives a fuck? Right. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna hold our feet to the fire. I haven't seen Morbius to do contrast to compare. But yeah, I would say it's one of those like, would I watch this? You mentioned uh Thor Dark World, right? Yeah. Yep. It's the would I watch this again before I watched say like you said Thor Dark World? Would I watch? Ah, uh, God. The Eternals, um, Eternals, you know. Again, to your point, a Morbius or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't. Uh, th- the only factor is, is that you said there is attractive women on screen to distract me from how bad. Like, the ending is so dumb, yep. and I think the thing that does it is it's the future thing. I can't see a full movie like that. Because it takes away everything. It takes away every action. You have to show what's going to happen and then react to what's going to happen next again all the time. So it's actually terrible storytelling, or it's at least not good entertainment wise for the viewer. So I don't think I can ever watch this again outside of like, you know, a clip here and there to be like, oh, right, that happened. Yeah. I'm right there with you, bud. So I I think this has got to be the worst one in a long time. And again, again, as a person who didn't see Morbius or the second venom. So, (laughs) so I have no, like the Sony stuff. I'm only halfway there whatever. Don't bother. I know, but that's what I'm saying. So how are we supposed to do this going forward? Is Sinister Six going to happen?
1: Is all this like, you know, just, just keep punching yourself in the dick, roll over and go to bed.
0: I told you, yeah, Yeah. that was my story to you when we were off (laughs) off mic. It was like, I was like, should I watch Morbius over the weekend to be like, is this worse? And I was like, what am I doing? Like, how am I living my life that I'm contrasting and comparing the potential of like a one, one and a half at best (laughs) two-star movie that I know is bad. Everyone's weighed in. It's bad. And like, this one's so bad that I don't think they can even do the Morbius thing where they re-released it in theaters like a month after it left or whatever, to try to get more money after it got memeable. Like, no, nobody's going to see this unless they literally have like, they're so in on the joke that they like somehow go and put it back in theaters and then have some kind of like stuff like the room where there's literally like a fan, like audience participation of like, You see the glasses and like they pass out the dumb glasses to to the people in the audience. They they do like there's gotta be like some interactive thing. The
1: only way I'd ever see this again is if they like set this to like mystery science theater three thousand. That's kinda where I'm going with where the fans have some reactive stuff. riff tracks over this thing. That's it.
0: But I don't think they could do it this quick. It's gonna have to be some cult classic y dumb thing. And I say that term very loosely. Yeah, so that's no good. Here's the thing though, Shane. This movie, I kind of like everybody tipped off that it was kind of bad. The Dakota Johnson press tour kind of told <laughs> us that this movie was going to be bad. And and now here's the thing. The movie that actually gave me an existential crisis a little bit and I almost walked out was the next movie we're going to talk about, which is Lisa Frankenstein. So, here's the thing. I I'm I'm going to I'm going to let you start because When I saw it, I don't know if you have the messages that I sent you or whether that's what you're looking up. I literally said I almost walked out maybe somewhere in the first half. And somebody else in my theater did walk out, by the way. And I think that person was in there trying to watch it for free like they just theater jumped and they still left. Okay? So (laughs) I'm not the only person who did not enjoy this movie. However when I read that it has like a 6.6 on IMDb and I think a very passable letterbox score, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. I wanted to lose my mind. And I kind of leaned over to you uh, and was kind of like, ah, uh, we might have the new bottoms. Like it's early, but we might have the new bottoms because this movie was, It's more subtle in its terribleness than Bottoms because (sighs) Bottoms is really aggressive, Mm -hmm. but this is just as dumb, if not dumber. And what annoys me, and I'll uh, I'll let you uh, lead in. I'll lead into this one. I'll give you a leading uh, question scenario. I hate movies that also are aping another movie I like while also being very bad. And this movie really wanted to be like a blend of like Heathers or early Tim Burton. And I was yep. like, you suck at this and you have no direction. There's no point in this story. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, do you want me to at least like read the synopsis yeah, before you get go into ahead. it or yeah, something? Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Read this Set set
0: the people up. So this is uh, a movie that is written by Diablo Cody, a person who I've had up and down with uh positives, you know, Juno hasn't aged well, but I still enjoyed it when it came out. I was I was in um I believe she's also Jennifer's body, which I also enjoy. Um, but you know, she she's had a lot of misses as well. And Lisa Frankenstein is as they call a coming of rage love story about a teenager and her crush who happens to be a corpse. By the way, first line already there in the synopsis is wrong. Yep. Because the corpse is not the love interest for most of, if not all the movie Uh, after a set of horrific circumstances, brings him back to life. No, not really. It's like thunder or a lightning, excuse me, a lightning bolt. Maybe at best, we don't even see it. Um, The two embark on a journey to find love, happiness, and a few missing body parts. Don't know what that means um, because this movie has no story. It's kind of just this weird girl trying to find herself and and she does it through changing her personality and murdering people with a corpse. Who's fine with it. Sort of. Um, So, all right, that's enough from me. You get in there. uh, Tell me either. I'm way off base in being so mad or that uh, I should at least maybe calm the fuck down.
1: Yeah. yeah, I can't tell you to calm down, right? Because this movie was <laughs> offensively bad. Yes. But I think I told you it wasn't walk out of the theater bad. Like Bottoms, I wanted to leave. Like I just wanted to go. Right. And I was getting viscerally angry at Bottoms, like you were with this movie. This movie sure. didn't send me on that visceral trail of like I'm seething with just hatred. This movie was just fucking dumb. It was dumb right? It wasn't a love yeah. story. It did try to uh, blend Tim Burton with Heather's and just failed. Their humor wasn't there. They tried that Heather. Like I love my dead gay son, you know, kind of humor where that line yeah. hit. And like, they kept u- trying to use that with like her, the way her mother died in this movie. I'm like, it's not funny. Like and, the delivery... and that's your girl,
0: dude. I thought you would be more mad. Cause they really made her a shitty, like yeah. really bad. And for some reason, she looked worse than I've ever seen her in any movie. Yeah. And I was like, this is just a bad idea.
1: Yeah. Cargli- Carla Gugliano couldn't even save this movie. And <laughs> I, I, <know>. I, like, <laughs> I love Catherine Newton from Friday uh, with Vince Vaughn. I-, I like her on screen. I think she's fine. She wasn't the problem with this movie. Like you said, it misled you. It wasn't a love story. Mm. This guy. I'm not giving her a pass, but okay. Oh, she was terribly active in this movie. She she did a terrible job. I said I like her generally, but not she did a horrible job. Right. Her over-delivery, not uh, just everything was off with her in this movie. It just seemed like everyone was off in this movie. And it's like you said, like, it wasn't a love story. You get this strange occurrence that happens during a a party where she gets drunk from, like, two sips of whatever she was drinking in that cup. And uh, PCB! PCB! Right up front! Yeah, PCP, right? And it was like an occurrence you see in those body-switching movies, you know what I mean? Like, lightning strikes, and all of a sudden, this guy wakes up. And again, it wasn't a love story, right? It was was not. She was trying to pine over this uh, head of the newspaper, editing club, or whatever the fuck he was in, right? Uh, And it just... And again, she started killing people. I I understand why she killed her stepmom, right? She had it coming, kind of. But then he was just killing people just for the body parts. And all of a sudden, like, you're... Okay, a suntan booth can... like arrange these parts to you properly really okay Uh uh-huh like he just shorts out yeah yeah, that's the whole thing it just started lopping parts off to fix himself not to like she she he was basically her best friend in this movie right it wasn't even like a love interest to the very end and her whole storyline just didn't make sense it wasn't a coming-of-age story like she was still awkward and just weird and she just got more mean i guess she killed that guy for touching her putting her hand on his crotch and she ends up killing like it's just this movie was lifeless joyless humorless yeah every other and lazy and And like you said I'm hit or miss with uh, Diablo Cody I like Jennifer's body I like Juno and I read a review after saying this is like such Diablo writing so fresh and poignant I'm like what the fuck are (laughs) you watching no this was her worst outing ever This movie won't even get cult status. It's that bad, just bad acting, bad writing. This is where I
0: worry, Shane. I disagree because people were laughing in the theater when I was there, and it had the Bottoms effect again. And these scores, while not as high as what Bottoms got on certain uh, apps or whatever, is enough for me to go people aren't just dismissing this and someone's gonna try to make this their heathers
1: or whatever Uh, and it's not though it's not i think people were laughing in the theater and again i was looking at him, and the the scene that got the most laughs is when he lopped off the penis and she was like bent down sewing that penis onto him i will absolutely give them a pass for that
0: one bit
1: yeah yeah otherwise
0: nothing makes sense
1: and I can't you know why I felt bad for because I thought like her character to get exposed and, you know, she wasn't really nice, but she was mean The 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 Taffy I thought Taffy I felt bad because she was actually a generally nice person who took her in to be her actual sister. Yeah, the sister. Yeah, and she got shit on the whole movie. And it's like what?
0: She also the, had nowhere to go to No, like she had to be so over the top all the time again because they thought they were making an 80s movie. Cause this movie's set in 1989 and they, they, it had, it was all surface though. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It didn't feel like I was in some time capsule. The, no. the plot of the movie has nothing to do with the time period. It literally is just such an obvious rip from a, a director who only did Jojo music videos beforehand with Diablo Cody, who hasn't written something I've enjoyed in quite a long time. And, Catherine Newton is also kind of a hit or miss. And I think she mostly got cast, you know, because if you put her in a certain makeup and hairstyle, she's got a little Winona rider in her face. Yeah. So this sucks. And like, you were right though, about like the, some of the dialogue are uh, harking back a little bit. Like, especially with that boss that just flat, like calls her flat chested and like really yeah. lays into her right in front of that kid. I was like, Good God, man, pull the reins back. Everybody is over the top in here. And I've, I've preached this a lot. Again, I always uh, talk about, I think, Michael Field from uh, Forgotten Cinema, which is coming back soon for anybody who's uh, into our network of people. Um, you can't have everybody try to be over the top and funny. You need street shooters. And good God, this movie is just trying to be. for be- it's, it, it's so weird that it's lifeless and then everybody also overacted. Yes. Um, I, I I can't conflate that, but I am it because that's how it felt. I don't get it. Um also as a person who grew up in the time period too, um, ET got more instructions when he was left alone in a closet than this fucking guy. What <laughs> happened? What happened? You literally would just go to school without having a scene where you talk to him. No, nope. you would just leave. You just go and live your life, and you have a fucking animated corpse in your closet wearing clothes of everybody in the, in the place that seems to be a shared closet experience. What? And then he yeah. fucking murders your mom. And like, what stepmom? Yeah. whatever. But Step- you know what I me mean? At. And, and the father, I kind of, sort of, he sort of felt like he was trying, like he was kind of playing the role a little bit, but again, he's so understated because he kind of ha- had to be. Yeah. But he's also kind of creepy. He had that line that I was like, that's kind of okay. Outside of that, everybody was
1: fucking awful. Yeah, bad. Again, just bad. I feel like every joke they tried, like you said, was like, oh, you're, I forgot your mother got murdered in front of you. I'm like, okay, I, I guess you're trying to write that as funny and satirical or whatever, but it yeah. just felt, it just was not. It just didn't. Uh, Andrew, I don't know what's wrong with us. That's back-to-back shitty. We're in uh, Dumpuary, sh-
0: Shane, and it hasn't. Uh, but to be fair, there. you know what it's been? Even in Dumpuary, we've had these reprieves, right? A lot of times, uh, Valentine's Day is like a key spot lately. Like that's at least been a money driver. Sometimes they put like a horror movie there to kind of get the this you know this scary horror movie date night thing on Valentine's Day or whatever. We didn't really get that unless you count this shit, which I don't because uh, nobody saw it. By the way, it made eight million dollars. Yeah. So we're we're shouting. I, I'm more apoplectic over a movie that nobody's gonna fucking talk about right although i said the same thing about bottoms and then we keep it keeps coming up, it keeps up know. like how many times throughout the the end of last year so uh including i love that i took that screenshot amazon prime saying me huge yep. recommendation for you you should watch <laughs> bottoms and i was like you should go fuck yourself i'm canceling this um so i don't know
1: what to do with that um <laughs> but- you know, yeah. it, it's, it's like you said, this is one of those movies where I didn't see a trailer, never saw a trailer. I didn't even know this movie existed until you said, I'm going to go see Lisa Frankenstein. I'm like, all right. I looked it up. It's playing in Regal. I thought this might be one of those hidden like gems they shove out there in February. Like, I think yep. you know, I, I might really enjoy this movie. Well, I was wrong. I had the same <laughs> thought about Bottoms because that came out in like sept-
0: a dead September where nothing yep. was around. I was like, yeah, Bottoms is finally coming around. And we lost our minds. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you lost your mind again. Yeah, so, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, I know. Again, not as crazy, but there's enough crazy. And especially, like, yeah. did you notice, this is very, very, this is getting into the weed, so I'll, I'll stop after this. But, well, two things. One, there's a scene where she's in the bathroom uh, that the shower is on, but it's not a real shower. If you look close, it's not ceramic tile. It's oh. like fucking paper mache like, if You're you not. look at it, it looks drawn. And I was like, this is the laziest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. And then, so I would recommend if, you, if it comes on, like, you know, one of the streaming services, just pop that scene in and tell me whether I'm off. And I'm wondering if, you know, they fix it, whatever. I don't know. But it looked bad. And then, <laughs> can we talk about the end for a second? Sure. So, instead of leaving town after they burn... The fucking house down, or at least the garage, whatever, that leads into their property, and they murdered yet another person, and all this stuff, right? So instead of leaving town with him, she decides to kill herself? For no reason.
1: No reason? Nope. Yeah, I'm glad you, because I... What? I, I kind of, yeah, I forgot to even mention the ending of this movie. And I was talking about how horrible it is. It made no sense. I'm like, why are you killing? Like, why? Like, I didn't understand. It did made no sense. Like you said, everything yeah. in this movie made no sense. I'm glad you pointed that out. That made no sense. Like, zero sense. Why she did yeah. what she did.
0: And also, her mom, her real mom, gets killed. So we're all supposed to be like, okay, so she's jaded. That doesn't make you a fucking quick to murderer. Right. Or fine with murder. Like, it just opened a door, and you're like, this is fine. Yeah. I know she's a little morbid, but it's not like, again, this is not like Winona Ryder and Beetlejuice even levels of morbidity. And even then, if she killed somebody, I wouldn't be like, I would still be like, whoa, she killed somebody. Not like, oh, let's keep doing this for multiple times in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with again, you. No fucking sense. Nope. Um, So this is another one that I'd probably, I, I want to bury. I want to give it at least, like, Again, at most two, because here's what happened, Shane. I watched Lisa Frankenstein, got all mad. Then I watched *Madam Webb and I go, do I really know what a bad movie is? (laughs) Like, where's the bottom? Where's the bottom? Because is it like that I need to walk out? Like, Because we keep covering these. So I want to give respect to be like, I'm going to watch this all the way through. So when is it going to be the line? that's what i want to know <sighs> and am i too nice because am i giving we're, we're two- too nice we're too yeah. nice yeah I'm, I'm about to maybe probably give a two or another one to like this and it should just be like no this is a zero go go fuck yourself don't watch this movie
1: you know yeah i'm giving it another one you are yeah i'm proud yeah of you. yeah <laughs> this- <laughs> Let's so just all
0: give ones the rest of the year. Just fuck everything. Yeah, can't there, wait to watch Dune two next week. You're that's like that. completely. <laughs> I'm giving it a half. Let's just keep going.
1: That's my th- that's my third ever one on this show. Two this year, which is a record, and it joins Bottoms as my only one I've ever given on this show. So apropos, yeah. wouldn't you say? Bottoms, I love it. Madam Webb and Lisa Schittenstein. Yeah, let's just let's put, get,
0: No, you've inspired rolling. me now. Let's do it. Let's double up. <laughs> We're gonna just shove it in the one's face, so everybody who sees it on our letterbox or whatever, is, or hears it here, it's done. Yeah, yeah, you're out, you're dead to me. All these movies are <laughs> fucking dead to me. Let's just stop being kind. I don't care. I'm like, I always am. Like nobody sets out to make a bad movie. All this blah blah right. blah. I've never really given. I think even the worst of the worst, like Netflix movies that I cover all the time. I think the worst I've ever given is like a one and a half because nothing's truly made me mad. These are like making me mad. I should really. Stop it! it. Yeah, Yeah. you're the man. You (laughs) appreciate. I appreciate you for that. All right, Shane. Here's my fear: is that after all this craziness, I'm going to bring up True Detective, Night Country, and I think we're. I'm going to be a a lot kinder than just being like, "Fuck this place." But I was kind of disappointed in how this all wrapped up. Even though on its face, I have a lot of things that I like about it, but I simultaneously wouldn't be like. I wholeheartedly recommend it. Or, woo! True Detective is back. How did you
1: feel about it? Mm. I think I may have liked this a little more than you did. Okay. Um, I think as we're progressing through this fourth season, I said it felt like an X Files episode to me. Absolutely. Especially that and cave it, was cool as hell. By the way. Yeah. And it really. Get. Yeah, and it did. It it, it was very much X Files ish. They kind of. Uh, it's kind of hard because they set up all the supernatural stuff, and then you get like, like I think you mentioned, is it just going to be a movie about pollution? And it ultimately, I mean, it kind of landed, but uh, yeah, yeah, is it going to be more straightforward in in their ending and delivery of this show? I, so I thought they got the balance of that a little out of whack towards the end. I think so too.
0: You it know, felt, they, it felt simultaneously rushed to yes, me, while also feeling that it's probably too long.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. I thought they underutilized my. I think my biggest pet peeve with this show is they under underutilized John Hawks' character as uh, Hank uh, Pryor. Yeah, uh, the, if he's yeah. if this is a movie, he's
0: probably like way more front and center, and really yeah. kind of puts things in, in. He's he's the guy you kind of stray everything to. I hated his like. Now, in retrospect, like the whole Russian bride thing yeah. or whatever, like those all seem stupid. This guy had
1: real stuff going on. Why are we going this far afield? I actually wrote that down because one, he's a great character actor, right? So you have talent there, yeah, yeah. And you don't develop his character really at all, except except to make him look gullible and stupid for a Russian mail order bride. We knew that was never going to come, right? Yep. Even his son knew it. Yep. So, but you had the whole father-son dynamic and him saving from the ice that they didn't really build on, which I felt. And then you get what happens, you know, I think it was episode five and it's like, whoa. And that was jarring, but you're like, okay, that's the end. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. I just thought they underutilized him, his story and what he could have added, especially like his – him and Jodie Foster's character going back and forth. I thought they would get into yeah. a little bit more because he was the one trying to like stop her from further investigating. Yeah, what was going on? So I thought that kind of fell flat. But I love Jodie Foster's performance in this. I actually like the State Trooper um, Navarro. Yeah, Navarro. Yeah, in this and. Did they stick the landing on this? I, I like the way they explained it. But again, it left all that well, supernatural. did they explain it? We can get into that, too. The ending is very ambigu- ambiguous. I, I thought they did. All right. Okay. And I thought the same way at first. I'm like, huh. Is she? Isn't she? Bad? Okay. But I'm, I'm talking about the story that was told to him by the uh, uh, the, the Native Americans at the, the house at the end. Right. Yeah. What happened sure. to,
0: yeah. Okay. I love how they just slowly all walk into yeah, the Yeah, right. Room. Like they're all going to like, like what
1: the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's going to be a throwdown here or something. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. They,
0: they should have like chains that they're like pulling while they're
1: yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. doing come out of their <laughs> pockets. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> they're all like snapping fingers in the background. Yeah,
1: But right. yeah, the ambiguous part, they left the supernatural very open and ambiguous, I guess, for you to kind of like play with at the end. So that became lesser of the story. They got kind of rid of that a little bit towards the end. Like you said, it felt very rushed and tied in. Yeah. Jodie Foster's thing with her son, which they, I don't think they dove into that as well. Like her backstory, like what makes her such a hardened asshole that no one likes to work with. They like gave you superficial stuff with that. Right. But they didn't really go into it. Her relationship with Navarro. Like there's a lot they left on the table, but as far as ambiance, setting, mood, acting, I I was into it, man. For all the faults that it had, I, I really enjoyed it. It was better to me than the second season. I enjoyed it more than the third season of True Detective. Right. So they kind of tied into a line from Matthew McConaughey's detective in the first season with the whole yeah. flat circle thing, right? I'm like, well, yeah. Okay, and another
0: character was yeah, like looking yeah. like he was part of the lineage of it because yeah. they had the same last name and all this other stuff. So
1: they, they did little drips and drabs. Yeah, you yeah, had a shoehorn that in there. Okay, whatever. But I, I enjoyed it, man. I, I had a good time with this series. I'm glad it was only six episodes. I will say that probably could have been four, four or five. It really but, spun its wheels a little bit in the middle there,
0: and that's did. why I was hoping that it would be worth it because we got through all of what they wanted to do to set up for the end and I think the end i don't know it felt a little rushed it like there were there were moments of goodness, like the first maybe discoveries of of the the cave lab and that whole thing, you know, and Jody Foster getting stuck in that freezer uh and having to get out and the chase of it all yeah yeah yeah. but that's kind of where it ended because then it got all it went back and forth between this is the real story no here's the mystical stuff here's you know back and forth and it kind of felt like a microcosm of how the season was where like sometimes i'd be like oh this seems really intriguing and then it would go in another direction um to speak to what you're saying about hawk's uh character and did you feel like he in the end he was kind of redundant with that other guy that Jody Foster was sleeping with that was the, the higher up yes. than her, because if he's really just there to eventually be a stopgap between that and the mine, isn't Hawks already the dirty guy yeah. to do that. Yeah. So why do we need this? And I guess they only did that because they wanted to show she, her ceiling that like she didn't get the higher up jobs that she probably maybe wanted or that she got turfed to Ennis and somebody to explain all that. But I'm like, you probably could have sandwiched these guys in and yeah. lost a little bit of the extra stuff. And and again, you know, imply like they had a prior romance or something or whatever, like something, you know, right. just keep it all together. Cause it, as it goes along, everybody seems to fuck Jodie Foster. Yeah. Like at some like- point <laughs> she's a homewrecker everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. Yeah. I, I- I thought this movie or excuse me, this show had so much where they were like concentrating on all this backstory and this depth to try to show like all these tentacles to get to where we are. But you knew it was kind of, well, I did. I had a sense that it was going to do the true detective thing and it was going to be something a little more grounded and a little Mm -hmm. more plausible and not really stretching to the, to the mystical more. And it kind of runs flat when you do that. And it all really just kind of tied, it tied a lot of things in a bow and it made a lot of things that happened previously feel like nothing. Yeah. Um. It really like, there was a lot of uh, characters who I liked in, in some regards that basically they had no uh, runway left in their character. And it's not like they died. They just like got shoved to the side because they didn't eventually land a purpose um especially like you know the hawks's son you know prior, or the yeah. the cop in their prior in there peter prior peter prior right that's yep. his character's name i think yep. Yep. um i thought he was so intricate to it and then as soon as his big scene happens he's done
1: yeah i thought that too nothing like-
0: matters he's just done he's just gone and somehow Rose, who's out in the ice, becomes one of the biggest characters in the whole thing where she's just covering up everyone's mess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I found I found it very scatterbrained a little bit towards it, the end. And I didn't latch on to any one solid story that I was just like, oh, good. I'm glad at least that part wrapped up.
1: Right. Because like you said, everything was just touched on superficially. Yes. Even though they're moving kind of slow. I felt like... Originally, like, guys, you got eight episodes, so take your time building this story. Then they're like, oh shit, we got six? Yeah. Oh, this is, yeah. <laughs> put a, like you said, put a bow on it. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I thought they were moving really slow to set everything up, but all of a sudden it's like, oh, we ran out of time. Here we go. Yeah. It almost felt like I was watching Game of Thrones up until season six. Like, oh, <laughs> it used to take them three months to get the Westeros. Now it takes them uh, 24 hours to get there. Ah, okay. Let's yeah. just speed things along.
0: Yeah, I haven't watched the finale yet of Monsieur Spade, which we can maybe talk about next week. But like, I'm curious about how that one wraps up because these are two shows that I was like, they both on paper seem very dense and have a lot of stuff going on. But there's something I'm I'm curious how Mr. Spade ends because that I have more faith in the writing. Right. And they're really good at like the dialogue and how they set these things up that I'm hoping that they kind of really show where it's going to go. And obviously Clive Owen's character, I think is stronger than anyone else in true detective night country. So my hopes are there, but this one, I think that kind of shows what I think about this show where I'm like, I don't think anyone was so particularly strong and the dialogue and how they mixed it up. I think to your point earlier, I think this show was surface pretty. It was like great cinematography, some of the best set design, like I said, with the cave and, you know uh the creepiness of what was that outpost thing that they found the scientists
1: in Uh, sala or something
0: right well not the not the lab but like the the like an oil refinery or whatever the hell it was some outpost of that so that was pretty cool and shake it with the christmas tree in there and all the just weird vibes you could tell that i think her name's isa lopez i don't have. yeah i was about to mention her, but go ahead she comes from a horror background, and I think when she really can focus and dial it up, weirdly enough, I, I wonder how this series kind of got roped around. I think it was pitched not as a true detective series, and then they kind of, I think, maybe elongated it and made it into, with, with all those drips and drabs we talked about earlier, into yeah. a true detective type of series. I wonder what this would have looked like if it was a two-hour and 15-minute horror movie.
1: Like, yeah ish yeah. i'm with Thriller. you there i'm with you there because i've never i'm not familiar with Issa lopez's work i just looked her up and she did a lot of like just spanish films i guess right yeah right um but her structure and the bones of her what she has going on i like the way she sets everything up like you said she keeps me on yeah. my toes everything's pretty to look at it gives you that just uh, airy feeling so i really like her potential here and i liked what she presented it's just story wise, structurally, is where she's kind of missing out as a, maybe a writer trying to tie all this stuff together. Yeah, I, I, and I always I kid it with the X Files stuff, but I felt like that this if they're like you're going to write an X Files show or movie, have at it. I think right. if she was going to go full force into that, yeah, she would have stuck this a little better. You know what I mean? I think so. Yeah, it's hard to
0: tell. You know, again, not fully knowing her work all the way through, but just even watching this, I think there's. I think she had a lot in her mind with this. And I think she went heavy into some of the spiritual stuff, some of you know, mixing in climate worries and all these other things that are kind of topical. And again, it's a it's a very surface friendly show, but the more you think on it and the more you kind of sit with it after it ends, I don't think it sits as well. No. And, And and it can be kind of picked apart
1: yeah yeah with Navarro's and we didn't even mention like Navarro's sister it's like was she mentally ill why are they getting called out to walk into the water why is she, the spirits calling her like there was just a lot like just wasn't explained you know like yeah because the if,
0: mother thing really hangs over it let alone the yeah. sister the sister at least was like modern set and, and then once you really show that this isn't the ghost of a person who was killed in that mind that like That's the jig is up, you know, it's like, so then what, what is the mystical portion? Who's still calling? What's the, and again, it all goes through Navarro, by the way, great drinking game. If you want to get absolutely hammered, watch the finale of true detective night country. And every time Jodie Foster says Navarro, take a drink. You'll be fucking loaded. (laughs) Oh my God. It's like, she's never heard her name before. She (laughs) said Navarro like 27 times. but yeah so uh, overall i don't think this is going to end up on like some kind of best no. tv of the year kind of thing Nope. i'm hoping for for better once i see mishio spades uh ending i still have hopes for that to maybe kind of enter through that but yeah i'm so i'm so looking for that like yeah. big time show that when we get to like the halfway point we're gonna look back and go man yeah we had it so good early on
1: yep not yet buddy still waiting Potential
0: was there with this one. Potential
1: was there. but
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, speaking of potential, uh, I think the one that I have earmarked that I'm like, if this is not up to snuff, then I might be really saddened is that, uh, that um, double agent Robert Downey Jr. show they're doing next uh, called The Sympathizer on yes. HBO. They kept doing the preview for that. Oh, God, I'm all in. All yep. the way in especially Robert Downey Jr. in like multiple outfits and looks and everything doing the secret agent thing. Oh yeah. God. it's So, so (laughs) much fun. So I'm all in on that one. Uh, hopefully, you know, we find, we find our, our, the bear, our, you know, whatever, (laughs) our, even our Reacher now that Reacher's going to be going for a while. So like, yeah, we'll see. I need maybe another slow horses. I need something. I need that surprise like hijack. I need something, Shane. I need something to hit. Yeah, me too, buddy. So we'll see. Um, more next week. A um, uh, Soft week. I'm going to see Dune 2 on Sunday, but I know that's an early in- fan engagement thing. That's not happening everywhere, or at least maybe not where you are. Nope. So you're going to see it probably later on that week. So that's going to probably get punted. So, Next week's kind of a little up in the air. Maybe we'll kind of uh, talk larger about the TV aspect. Maybe we'll uh, come with some surprises. Uh, We have a few more movies that we kind of been kicking around uh, through. But we'll see where it goes. But as always, great job by you, man. We will ask everybody to do the right thing and give us five-star reviews wherever you listen. Tell a friend. Uh, do whatever you know that gives us a little bit of a bump that's all we ask if you guys enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe be sure to follow us on socials at recent act pod and be sure to come back next week for more recent activities